Welcome to episode three of the Countryline Songwriters series, where you'll hear from some of the most successful artists and songwriters working in Nashville today. Country music is all about storytelling, and this is where you'll discover the stories from the people themselves of how they managed to find their way into such a competitive industry and rise to the top what motivates and inspires them, and what they've learned along the way. Now, singer-songwriter Cam was born and raised in California, and growing up spent a lot of time on her grandparents' ranch, which is when she was first introduced to country music. She went on to study psychology at university, which is when she formed an all-female a cappella group called The Spokes. After learning to play the guitar while studying abroad in the Netherlands, she began her career as a songwriter, writing for the likes of Sam Smith and Miley Cyrus, after then signing herself with Sony Music and releasing her major label debut album, Untamed, in December of 2015. The album's second single, Burning House, received widespread acclaim, including a Best Country Solo Performance nomination at the 58th Annual Grammy Awards. No stranger to visiting the UK, here she is in conversation with Chris Stevens. The Countryline Songwriters Series with Cam. It's been a really honest time for you recently. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Hopefully this my whole life is just being honest. But yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. It's a challenging time to be a female artist in country. Yeah. And yes. there's a whole load of history, it seems, behind it that we don't really fully understand in the UK because we're still right. quite new to it all. Yeah. Um, but it seems that you're putting your tweets where your mouth is, as it were, <laughs> and actually speaking out and, and doing stuff. Does that make things more complicated for you as an artist? I think because I haven't had music out while I've been talking about some of this stuff, um, I haven't actually seen it affect me specifically. But um, I definitely get warned that it it will, that I shouldn't say anything because it will affect you. But it's um, to make it probably relevant to the UK listeners, it's the same as what's happening in other industries and how you guys had to release the pay gap information. It's the same thing that women are facing everywhere. And this just happens to be, you know, where I work. <laughs> so I can see the ins and outs of it and just would like it to be better. I'm... I definitely am learning to the more I talk about it, um, ways that if I speak about it can feel adversarial and make people feel defensive. And it definitely is something that I don't want to be sitting across the table yelling at someone. I want to be everybody sitting on the same side, looking at the problem, figuring it out. And I, over the last year, have been a part of the diversity and inclusion committee for the Grammys. And there's another group that's starting up in country music as well. And that. I think that's helped me look at actual, actionable things that we can do to make it better on the industry side. Um, I think all of us wish we didn't have to talk about it. I wish this wasn't something that we have to spend our time on, um, but that's it's not going to get better unless we do. So, Because there are so many great female artists. I, I mean, Right now, it feels like, you know, from, from Maren Morris to uh, Kelsey Ballerini and Lindsay L comes over a yeah. lot and Cassidy Pope and... Yeah. It's, and not to mention people like Carrie Underwood who yeah. have been, mm-hmm. you know, uh, around for a, a few more years. But yeah. there's so much great music. It should be heard. No, it is. And it would be a shame if just because we were all uncomfortable talking about this stuff, if we let the next Dolly Parton or Casey Musgraves slip through the cracks because we didn't want to just have a conversation and figure it out. Now, we're here at the Songwriters series tonight, which is always a fantastic evening. And I wanted to ask you about your song, Diane, because that's one that 
I suspect, wasn't just thrown together over breakfast. No, <laughs> no. It was a lot of effort. I remember um, Jeff Basker played that melody on piano. Bum, 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 Like, had the whole kind of riff of it. And I remember sitting there thinking, this is such an important melody. I want it to say something really important. And I thought back to someone in my life that had had this happen, which most of us have this happen. They had someone cheat on them. They didn't get the honesty and they didn't get the apology. And I wanted to give that to her. And so I I thought, what if I take on this role of I'm the other woman and I'm going to sing it what I thought she should have heard and kind of came up with that chorus right there. And it was so wonderful. We spent the time to kind of figure out the verses and the bridge to tweak it and get it right. But it definitely came out in a way that just felt correct, you know, and it's, something that really means a lot to me to see people respond to it. And it's such a, you know, up-tempo. You're, da- you're dancing and singing whether you know what it means or not. But for the people that know what it means, it's really important, too. I'd rather you hate me than not understand. Oh, Diane. A lot of people have called it a response song to Jolene. Yeah. Was that in your mind at all at the time? It was in my mind after we started writing it and I was doing it for personal reasons and then I realized, oh, what this is, is sort of the reverse. It's the opposite way. And I definitely remember I care a lot about how honest Jolene is and how you don't hear in the lyrics, Dolly's not getting angry. She's saying the word please and she's being very direct and very truthful. And that that part... I wanted to make sure that that influenced, you know, how that went down. But mostly came from a personal place and then realized at the end of it, like, wow, this is this is basically a reverse of Jolene. When we look at your music, and you know, we, we've talked about Burning House before and, and the, the story behind that, which is, uh, which is incredible. Um, but these songs are all very personal. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to be something that resonates with me to do this because I... I think we've talked about this before too, but I was in psychology research first and then switched careers. And I, I think I'm doing this because I love it. And if I don't love it, um, every job has things that are hard about it, you know? And then especially right now, like we've been talking about for women is there's extra things we have to deal with that aren't fun at all. And if you didn't really love what you were doing, like for me, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I would just, I wouldn't do it anymore. (laughs) So, that's it. It has to be personal and real to me. Otherwise, I won't do it. That sounds fair. Yeah. Tell us about the song that you wrote that's on Sam Smith's album. Yeah, Palace. I'm very proud of that. It's, um, you know, he writes sad songs. I write sad songs. It came together really well. I played guitar on that track. And I'd kind of, from my perspective, I know I had always wanted to write something along the lines of that Billy Joel in every heart there is a room a sanctuary safe and strong that one like there's a place that you go to heal and I thought what if you know you had this in your brain and you've built this palace for this person and when it doesn't work out you sort of shut the door and you try not to go back to that corner of your brain and then finally when you sneak back just to check it out again it's like dusty and sort of like you know kind of crumbled and like the ruins are sort of like Instead of feeling sad that it's fallen apart, at that point you can then say, I'm so thankful that it worked out and I'm thankful for the time I had and real love's never a waste of time. So 
it was a real important message for me to say. I know from Sam's perspective, he cared so much about it too, and it felt like it just came out in a way that was really wonderful and really amazing to be able to then tour with him and sing it with him. And I know we'll both move on. You'll forgive what I did wrong. They will love the better you, but I still own the post of you. Two quick questions before we let you get on stage and do far more important things. Uh, Firstly, um, what song have you heard recently and thought, wow, that is written so well. That That is something very special. For me personally, because I like things that are novel and more progressive, um, on Casey's record, there's a song called Mother, and it's really short, and it's very direct and to the point about missing her mom and then realizing that her mom must be missing her mom. And it, I got chills when I heard that. I thought that was a really incredibly beautiful sentiment, and to be doing it with the piano the way she did and not try and force it into a normal song format, um, made it so much more meaningful too. So I, yeah, I really appreciated that. And she's probably sitting there thinking about the time of slipping and missing her mother. Mother. Cam, thank you so much and come back to the UK soon. Yes, deal. The Countryline Songwriters Series with Cam. More episodes from this series are available on the Countryline app and website, or just search for the Countryline Songwriters Series wherever you normally get your podcasts.